It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. Nerd! What's up, my nerd? I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show. It's really loud. <laughs> to the Back Row Morning Show as a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LT and Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LT and Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder and some might even Not say today. smarter <laughs> counterpart of the Back Row. I'm a wife, mom, and super fan of all things friends. I tried to ease into the Rise and Shine nerds. <laughs> rise and Shine. Wake up! All right. We hear y'all. We hear. I hope you hear too. It's Wednesday. It's home day. Mike, 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 Mike. You do it it's so good. It's been a good. long time since we've done that. You do it so well, though. <laughs> I tried doing it the other day. I can't do it. Earlier today. Actually. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mike, Mike. I can't do it. Mike, 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 chicken uh, <laughs> today on the show what are we doing here church denominations might be on the way out we've also got a game weird news five random facts things we love and more but first today is wednesday june 16th 2021 and we've got some holidays to celebrate oh that's right it is national fudge day fudge day fudge hey so while we were at six flags you know, every like amusement park has their little confectionery yeah. shop. Yeah. So, ow, I just hit the table. Um, I went into their little fudge shop and bought the little blocks of fudge. <laughs> Oh, I, you're going to swerve us. No. <laughs> bought a lemonade. No. <laughs> and you could get four blocks for, I want to say it was four blocks for like six bucks, and then you get two for free. Okay, so essentially you're getting... So eight blocks for six bucks. Or six, six blocks for six bucks. Yeah. A buck a block. A buck a block. So I got all of these different, like Key Lime and Orange Dreamsicle and Snowy Road and Rocky Road and Almond Joy. Okay, really good ones. But I learned that when it comes to fudge, I'm just a basic kind of person. Yeah, me too. I was honestly very disappointed as I was standing there looking and they all smell so good and look so good. And there's so much I love an orange dreamsicle. Right. It's like my favorite thing. Love an orange dreamsicle. But then I had that first little sliver of it and I was like, yeah, it's good, but it's not fudge. Yep. I'm that exact same way. I get fudge so rarely in life and I know there are a million flavors and every time I'm just like plain yeah. Please, chocolate. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get the chocolate with like the pecans in it or whatever, but it's always still going to be just that fudge. Yeah. Normal fudge. Mm-hmm. Basic white woman fudge. Yeah. That's what I would that, like, please. Isn't that Thank funny? You. I don't know. <laughs> I had thir- almost 36 years old and just learned something about myself. <laughs> I've been wasting money on flavored fudge all these Some years. Flamboyant fudge I don't want. Exactly. 
Just give me the basic. <laughs> uh, hey, it's also National Fresh Veggies Day. On the same day as Fudge Day. Yeah, so. So eat half fudge, half veggies, and it'll balance itself out. You won't gain any weight. I don't think that's how it works. Um, it's science, Mo. Follow the science, please. <laughs> don't be a science denier. <laughs> it's wrong. And lastly, it is International Waterfall Day. Mm. Waterfall. Do you know in Austria they're called Wasserfallen? That sounds about right. Mm -hmm. That's how they talk over there. Weird. Wasserfallen. They take English and they make it weird. That's what they do <laughs> in Austria. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Like every word is like that. I, Just slightly off of English. <laughs> I feel like European languages are older than English, aren't they? English is a European language, Mo. But, like, I mean, wouldn't German be older than English? Maybe, I don't know. But it just sounds like we're doing. You know, since America took over, we're the number one language. English is the language, okay? So everything else is a poor imitation. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, but I want to go back to Fresh Veggies Day. Oh, okay. I hate cooked veggies, so this is, like, my favorite day. Really? Everything veggie-wise, I want fresh. That is a rarity. More people prefer cooked veggies and hate raw veggies. No, I so love me some raw broccoli, I, raw carrots, yeah. raw bell pepper. I don't know. Everything else. I am a fan of raw veggies. If there is a veggie tray at a get-together, yeah. I'm... Yeah. I don't even have to go for the dip or nothing. Just yeah. straight up raw veggies. Yep. Cauliflower. Mm. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. And all that jazz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cucumber. I guess you don't have cu cooked cucumber, do you? Yeah, no, you don't. But uh, I enjoy cucumbers. You have <laughs> squash. You know, I don't know why you couldn't have. But you this, don't, okay, right? Okay, this is weird. <laughs> it Hold is up. technically kind of a squash, right? Yeah, I'm, cucumber is a squash. It is a squash it's exactly but you the don't, same thing but you as don't zucchini get them or yeah. Well, oh no, I t I've seen cooked squash, but it's usually like it's not like steamed. No, or that's anything. what I'm saying. I've seen. Cooked I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cook, cook cucumber. Okay. Have I've you? seen it. Isn't that one of the? Well, no, no, I it's might be zucchini. thinking of squash and zucchini. Yeah, yeah, it's squash and zucchini that you're thinking of. It is. And but here's the thing, you wow. see those cooked squash and zucchini cooked more so than raw. I don't think I've ever seen raw squash or zucchini on a veggie tray. I think but you're I right. see raw cucumber on a veggie tray, but I don't see cooked cucumber. What's what's the what? What's going on? <laughs> There's got to be a reason. All basically the same thing. Is this the first time you've ever thought of this? Yes. This is messing me up. I know. Because <laughs> they are basically the same they thing. They really are. <laughs> I don't know. What's happening? I'm not sure. Is cucumber the only squash that you don't? Because I'm thinking like pumpkins. Yeah, you cook pumpkin. What else is there? Spaghetti squash? It's just weird. Weird. Would you consider eggplant a squash? I, 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 yeah. But still, even that. Yeah, you, you cook eat, eggplant. You cook eggplant. But see, and now I'm also thinking, what other squash do you cook but you don't eat raw? You don't eat pumpkin raw. You don't eat spaghetti squash raw. You don't eat right. eggplant raw. Right. I'm, it's, it's, it's continuing it is on the thing. Yeah. 
literally cucumber is everything the only but cucumber squash. has to be cooked and can't be uh, isn't eaten raw, but cucumber never is cooked and is only eaten raw. I'm just baffled. Yeah. There's got to be a reason. There has to be. We're going to find out, but not okay. right now. All right. <laughs> All right. It is game time, and we're going to be doing something special today. Mo is actually going to go head-to-head with one of our uh, consistent, uh, maybe our most consistent. With our MVP. Uh, Twitch follower, watcher, and friend, uh, Brian, the Oriole Jedi. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're hanging in there. We're rusty. Burnt <laughs> to a crisp. Mo, yeah, Mo got Mo got flapjacked. She is just <laughs> full on uh, burnt on one side. Just on one side. <laughs> That's all. And it's the side she has to sit on, so yeah. that makes it more difficult. On my backside. So we're going to play a game that I have put together here. Uh, I have gathered questions from multiple different sources. This is a quiz on Gen Z. Great. We're talking. Oh we're talking phrases, emojis, uh, all kinds of things, facts. Lovely. It's gonna be fun. The way this is gonna work is I'm gonna alternate between you two, uh, asking you questions. You will have the opportunity to. Can I get one of your sheets of paper? The ones you haven't. The ones you have used already. Um, you are going to have the opportunity to answer the question. If you get it wrong or you can't come up with an answer, then your opponent will get the opportunity to answer it. But if it's your question and you get it right, you get two points. If your opponent steals the question, they get one point. Easy enough? Okay. Most points win. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, first question. <laughs> and I'm going to give it to Oriel. Brian. It's really hard not to call you Oriel. I'm so used to <laughs> Among Us names. Be right. Like forget, forget calling Tyranny by her name. She is silver, silver. forever and always. Uh, yep. <laughs> Alright. Question number one. What does T mean? What does he mean? T. Oh, T. Oh, um, like... You spill the tea, you, it's like gossip. Exactly. Two points. Ding, ding, Good ding, job. Ding, ding, ding. All right, Mo. What is a drip check? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's a drip check? Mm -mm. I don't know. I really don't know this one, and I don't want to try and venture a guess because everything <laughs> that I'm thinking is not is inappropriate. <laughs> Brian, do you have, you have any idea? It's like your fashion sense, like your clothes. I will make I will, sure you look presentable. There we go. Yeah. It's when someone makes you show off your outfit. It's your a drip, drip check. check? Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you, you got a point there. Good job. Good job. Early lead. All right. <laughs> Brian, if someone comments sheesh on a TikTok video, what are they implying? Oh, I've heard this, but I'm not sure what it means exactly. Um, that it's <laughs> cool. That yeah, it's I'll give good. that to you. That they are impressed, essentially. Yeah. All right. All right. Sheesh. Sheesh. 
Sheesh. I do not say that when I'm impressed. <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right. Neither do I. <laughs> it's like, who? <laughs> All right, Mo. Did the movie Space Jam hit theaters before or after the oldest Gen Zers were born? Uh, did it hit theaters before or after? Mm-hmm. Before. After. Really? Gen Z is defined as starting in 1997. Really? And Space Jam came out in 1998. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I should have given Jeez. you that chance to answer that, but I guess it was a two a wrong or right answer, so yeah. you yeah. can't really steal that one. True or False. Yeah. <laughs> True. Wrong. False. Sorry. I haven't made a game in a while. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Brian, which presidential election was the first that the oldest members of Gen Z could vote in? Oh, let's see. Would it have been the, this most recent one? Incorrect. Mo, would you like to steal? Oh. Hold on. I gotta do math. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay. getting it in her head, so, so I'm letting it pass. <laughs> thank you. Here, I'll talk it out. You said 97, uh -huh. so then 2007, 2017, that's 20, 2015, uh. right? Would be 18 years old. 2015, they would be 18 years old. Now here's the tricky one. When were the elections? <laughs> Every four years. All right. Um, 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017. Is that right? Just, I don't just even tell remember. me who went up against each the other. The one before this last one. Yes, Trump versus Clinton, 2016. <laughs> Mo's on the board with one point. <laughs> Somehow. She, she really struggled to get it. She's there. All right. <laughs> Next question for Mo. Which three emojis used together means that you are shocked or stunned by what you just saw? It's a succession of three emojis. Can I look at my phone? No. <laughs> um, the big eyes. Also, if Twitch would refrain from putting the answers in the Twitch chat, that would be appreciated. <laughs> he did it after. I know, but I'm just, don't do it. Um, <laughs> the big eyes. Uh, I don't even remember. It ends with the X eyes. That's incorrect. Okay. Uh, Brian, you want to give it a shot? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even think of the emojis off the top the of my thing. head right yeah. now. Uh, the, the three in succession are eyeball. See, it's not even faces, is it? No, it's just, it's oh eyeball, my gosh. Lips with like mouth kind of agape, a, a and eyeball again. See? So it's like making I one can't wide even face. With them. I can't. <laughs> we have perfectly good, already made for you facial There emojis. is a shocked emoji exactly. already. Just use that. Exactly. <laughs> right. <Do> I use. <laughs> All right. Brian. 
like that's wrong yeah <laughs> all right brian this one's gonna test your uh your music knowledge here uh-oh Oh boy. Which chart topping song broke Spotify's record for the most single day streams recently? Oh boy. <laughs> uh good for you. I don't know. Dude, you were so close, and I'll tell you in a minute. But Mo, no, you can tell him now. No, okay. Good for you was by Olivia Rodrigo. It wasn't that one, but it was Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, you were oh, really I close. I, I just guessed a, a song I heard, I've heard on TikTok a lot recently, so I figured that was one of them. You were that so a, close. That is such a dumb. <laughs> Almost as dumb as what's that watermelon one? Watermelon Sugar High? Stupid. Yeah. Stupid song. <laughs> yep. I'm officially old when I am like, you kids don't even have good music. You don't know what good music is. We had good music in oh my day. Oh my goodness gracious. Bo, your next question. What? If someone says, that Olivia Rodrigo song hits different. What do they mean about the song? Um, that it gets them emotional. Not quite. Brian, you want to steal that? That it's really, really good? Yep, that it is uniquely good or better than most songs. Or most whatever that's being said about. I'm giving them too much. <laughs> You're reading credit, too much I into guess. it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Brian. What does the acronym IYKYK stand for? IYKYK, if you know, you know. Correct. Brian, you're up to eight points. Yes, but do they know we know? <laughs> they know. Mo. <laughs> Mo. What? What is a simp? I hate this game. <laughs> what is a simp? Oh, like a crush. Yeah, I'll give you that. Someone yeah. who publicly pours their heart out for someone. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're simping. Yeah, you're crushing. Yeah. All right, you got yeah. two points. That's your first hey, two pointer. Right thanks, fifth graders. <laughs> All right, we are halfway through this thing. Still anybody's game, Brian. If someone comments on your post with a blue hat emoji, what are they implying about the content you shared? It's cat. Um, Which means what? Oh man, <laughs> that it's true. Mm, no, and since there's only two, I can't give you that. Oh, when he said cat, oh. I did know that cat meant lie. I did know that. Okay, I, okay I'll give you that. I'll give you. That. I'll give you a point. I keep, sorry, you're I get behind. those confused. I can never remember if cap is true or cap no cap. And no is... cap. Yeah, cap and no cap. That's the only way that I can remember. Cap, no cap. <laughs> all right, all right, Mo. Uh, which emoji should be used to express excessive laughter, according to Gen Z? The one with the crying face. No. Brian, <laughs> which emoji should be used to express excessive laughter? Um, the one with the X-styled eyes. Oh, that's really close. 
That's really close, and it does imply the same thing, but the answer is the skull emoji, implying oh. it was so funny, you're dead. <laughs> uh, Brian, another emoji one here. Which emoji can be used to mean sadness, anger, happiness, excitement, feeling overwhelmed, or any other dramatic emotion? The shocked face? Incorrect. Mo. The one with the crying. The normal crying emoji, yes. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, uh, all right, all right. Mo, if a girl is called a Heather, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I'm kicking myself for not knowing this. <laughs> Um, that she's pretty? Nope. Brian, what does it mean when someone's she, called a Heather? She's a mean girl? No. The really? The answer, Heather oh. is a popular girl. She's popular. Oh, she's, the, she's the girl everyone oh. wants to be. Uh, let's see. I mean, we both were right. Because you know that the popular girl is the pretty girl and the mean girl. So <laughs> we both should get a point. I mean... You're not wrong, but you're also wrong. Uh, Brian, <laughs> the average Gen Z kid got their first smartphone before turning what age? Before turning nine. Incorrect. Mo. Eleven. Oh, so close. Twelve. It's twelve, yeah. Oh! Uh. <laughs> Okay, okay, Mo. What? So we've established that 1997 is the firstborn of Gen Z. Yes. According to the Pew Research Center, what was the last year you could be born to be considered a Gen Zer? 2010. No, Brian. What's the last year you could have been born to be considered Gen Z? Um, 2012. Exactly. Good job. <laughs> to, yeah, so 97 to 2012. That's the Gen Z. All of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brian, Generation Z or Gen Z are the most common names for this generation, but can you name one of the other two names for Gen Z? Um, the smartphone generation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're on the right track, Mo. Can you, for one he of them at least? I was gonna say he can guess the other one. No, 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 no. Oh. He got one shot to guess one. We only need one answer. Um, marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging for the fences. No, uh, the two other soft. The two other names are iGen, which is what you're. You know, I was thinking with smartphone generation, yeah. got the iPhone, iGen, mm -hmm. or Centennials, which I don't know why. Marshmallow. Oh, I was also. Gonna, I was thinking annoying, but I didn't think that was correct. So, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh. Mo, hmm. what is a finstagram? I have no idea. 
<laughs> you give up on that? I'm like, you yeah. want to take a yeah, I'm, wild no, I'm guess? Done. I'm done. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Brian, what's a Finstagram? A fake Instagram account? <sighs> that is correct. More specifically, <sighs> and weirdly, uh, f this is a fake Instagram account that is typically used to post more realistic and reality-driven posts as opposed to your main account that is used to post your, you know, your dolled up and <laughs> filtered and all that kind of stuff. So really, the fake Instagram is really your more real Instagram. <laughs> right. Any sense, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Brian, if you unsalt someone, what are you doing? Apologizing? Incorrect. Mo. Complimenting them? Incorrect. An insult is giving them a backhanded compliment or an insult wrapped in a compliment. So close. But no cigar. <laughs> All right. Last question. Ask for one. Last question for Mo. <laughs> what generation follows Gen Z? What is the generation being born right now called? The better generation. <laughs> Hope for the future. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, do you know? Generation Alpha? Correct! Correct, Amundo Brian. You ended this game with 11 points. Mo? My six. Six. So you nearly doubled her points. Good job. Good job. Way to go, friend. You win no prizes. Thank you. Um, but we might, if this becomes a recurring thing, we might make up some stickers that say, I beat Mo. That would be cool. <laughs> Wouldn't that be neat? That would be cool. That would be really We might cool. do that. Can we so have like we'll, a baseball we'll, bat on if it? If we do that. <laughs> I don't feel like that's appropriate. <laughs> no, but why? <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's my idea. And it's my name on it. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll have a I meeting. I think it's. I think it's brilliant. We'll have a meeting with HR. And I we'll think talk it's about brilliant. It. Also, thank you, <laughs> Brian. Thank you so much for playing with us, man. <laughs> yep. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We look forward to more of these in the future. <laughs> it was fun. All right. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we got some weird news. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this weekend I'm speaking at a Bible camp just south of Orlando, Florida. It's a camp I've been involved with since I was 18 years old, and it's in many ways one of my favorite places to come do ministry. But in some ways it's also one of my least favorite places to come do ministry, for the simple reason that I have to pass by Disney and Universal to get here. And the reality is most of the times when I have to be here, I have no time to actually stop and go enjoy Disney or Universal. And you know, it's it's just kind of like a, a frustrating situation. You know, super first world problems, but frustrating situation. And this time it was even a little more frustrating because all three of my daughters are with me and 
knowing in advance that we can't go to any of the theme parks because we're on a schedule. And I literally have to be at a Comic-Con back in North Carolina the day after this camp. So I told them up front, guys, we're not going to be able to go to Universal or Disney. Let's not, you know, ask because it sucks to say no. And, you know, they're like, cool, cool. We know, we know. But then as we, you know, made it from North Carolina all the way through Florida, we got to Orlando and we started seeing the billboards for Harry Potter and for the new Star Wars rides and for all the fun stuff at Disney. And, you know, sure enough, my eight-year-old daughter was like, Dad, can we please go to Universal? And I was like, baby, we can't. It's just not the right time. Plus, my wife is going through cancer treatments and surgeries right now, and it would be better for us to go when all of us can be together. But my wife's surgeries and stuff are supposed to be done in November, and we're planning a trip to Disney and Universal as kind of a celebration when all of that's done. And one of the things it reminds me of is Galatians 6, 9. It tells us, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, the harvest doesn't always look like Disney, but I'm telling you this. If you keep doing the good that you're supposed to do, the harvest is coming. Don't give up. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. morning show i'm radio mac and i'm mo and today on the show are church denominations on the way out but before we do anything else i've got five random facts for you about <laughs> facts about fudge waterfalls oh. the tallest waterfall go <laughs> the tallest waterfall in the world is angel falls in venezuela with a massive water drop of 979 meters Angel Falls is so long that when summer comes around, the water turns into mist before it reaches the stream below. That's actually dope. Yeah. I would love to see that. that A waterfall that doesn't actually hit the ground. Right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe are locally known. Aw. What? Hold on. What? I. mm. What? Give me one second. Don't go making phony calls. Please stick to the seven-digit numbers you use. Okay, okay, ready? The Victoria Falls in Venezuela is actually known as... Mosi Owatunya. Okay. Okay. I forgot how to pronounce it. I forgot how to pronounce it. Um, Which means the smoke that thunders. Oh. The roar from Victoria Falls can be heard for over 24 miles away. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a ridiculous distance. Yeah. Like, I get impressed that I can hear the train in our town from two miles north. (laughs) Right. But, yeah, 24 miles away. I mean, that's past Farwell from where we are. 
Oh, that's far, far past that. It's almost to Melrose at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's in a different direction, but yeah. Mule shoe. Mule shoe. That's uh-huh. what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 Mule shoe. Uh, the Valley of Lauterbrunnen in Switzerland is a deep, icy area that has formed a valley that has an unbelievable 72 waterfalls. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to go to there. <laughs> Niagara Falls is actually two falls in one. Horseshoe Falls, which are 75 meters high, and then the American Falls at 55 meters high. Of course. Yeah. Of course the American ones. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you say taller? Huh? What? Huh? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. And most waterfalls around the world are not just a tourist scenic spot, but are commonly used to generate hydroelectric power. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do they do that? I don't know how they do it. I know how they do it with dams because they're set up that way. But how do they do that with waterfalls? There's nothing. What do they pass through? The, I don't know. I don't know if they have it. And like downstream, they have the water mills. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. And they use the water from the waterfall, Maybe. not okay. on the not waterfall. The, that's what I was thinking. I'd like to have. <laughs> <laughs> buckets that just catch it and spin, kind of like at the water amusement parks. I, I, so <laughs> when we were overseas, we would, it, the big thing was we lived in the town that we lived in. It was just below the Swiss Alps. And in the summer as the, well, in the spring, in the summer, as the snow was begin to melt <laughs> off the top of the mountain, you could get glacier water. You could take your buckets of water and go to the base of the mountain or the center of the mountain and find where it was the stream was coming off of the side and fill your gallon of water mm. with fresh glacier water. Well, we had a really good friend who Chris worked with who was originally from Spain. And so, you know, being overseas in Europe, this, it was his home. He grew up doing these kind of things, you know, yeah. and he was kind of bragging one day about how, oh, yeah, I grew up drinking, sh- drinking directly from this. They were on a work trip somewhere, but drinking directly from this stream and filled his water bottle up, his little bottle and drank from it. And the next day was hospitalized. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Chris came home. We had been in Italy for a couple years at that point, and we had been filling up our gallons like we had been told it was fine and safe to do, you know, and never had any problems, but came home and was like, you know what? We're not doing that anymore. You know what? Let's go to, yeah. the, let's go to the, the shop and yeah. get pre-filled I'm, bottles I'm of not, tap water. I'm not sure what was so different <laughs> about that stream that made him so sick, but yeah, we're not doing that Yally. anymore. Yeah. Yally. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got a whole plethora plethora of weird news for you, Mo. Plethora, huh? First up, New York Times publishes, then deletes a story alleging fields of watermelons found on Mars. Good for Mars. Uh, the New York Times published and deleted a once-in-a-melon bombshell report alleging that fruit was discovered on Mars. Fields of watermelons found on Mars, police say. The headline of the Tuesday story read, The article was taken down. The page says this article was published in error, and a mock article intended for a testing system was inadvertently published on this page earlier. Uh, the byline of the story was uh, listed as Joe Schmo. 
uh, said, authorities say the rise in fruit aliens is to blame for glut of outer space watermelons. The FBI declined to comment on reports of watermelons raining down, but confirmed that kiwis have been intercepted. <laughs> this is just a fake article that they use to, to build pages and things, and they accidentally published it. You thought. <laughs> That people were making good use of their time. <laughs> Someone actually wrote this. Instead of just lore and ipsum, they wrote an entire fake article. <laughs> I'm slightly disappointed <laughs> in the world hilarious. we live in. I think it's hilarious. Mm. Next up, Mo. What? How many oceans are there? Five. Is that right? Five. The Indian, the Arctic, the Atlantic, the Pacific. The Adriatic, no, that's the sea. The Indian, Arctic, Atlantic, Pacific. There is one more. Indian Ocean, Arctic Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean. What is the fifth ocean? There is one more. Up until this past week, there have only been four oceans. Oh. And it was those four. Oh. But there are now five. Okay. <laughs> Uh, on World Oceans Day, Nat Geo cartographers say the swift current circling Antarctica keeps the waters there distinct and worthy of their own name. So now the ocean surrounding Antarctica is called the Southern Ocean. The Southern Ocean. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just a little bit ahead of my time. There's a fifth one in you were right. You just don't know why. <laughs> the Southern Ocean. Okay. Uh, next up, Heinz is rewarding uh, Canadian drivers who are stuck in traffic driving at the speed of ketchup. 0 0.045 kilometers per hour. That would be terrible. <laughs> Being stuck in exhausting and never-ending traffic is always a summer pain point, but this year it doesn't have to be thanks to Heinz. Through a partnership with Waze and Burger King, Heinz will be identifying those stuck in traffic, uh, which are driving at the same speed as the ketchup pours out of the bottle, 0.045 kilometers per hour, and satisfying their taste buds with Heinz ketchup and an impossible Whopper from Burger King. Uh... Knowing that 80% 80, 80 of Canadians say they will travel in 2021, uh, but most won't cross international borders, summer traffic is expected to be worse than usual this year, which is why Heinz is turning traffic into a slightly better thing. Uh, so this is going from June 3rd to July 4th. So if you happen to be in Canada, because that's one of the few places you can listen outside of America, then uh, yeah, download, download that Waves app and get yourself a free fake burger with some ketchup on it. Okie dokie then. An Among Us shaped chicken McNugget sold for nearly $100,000. Of course it. Look at that what? thing. What? I've never seen a chicken McNugget come out like that, but it does what? not appear to be doctored. Does look like an Among Us character, doesn't it? Minus the backpack and the visor. It what? garnered 184 bids on eBay. Uh,. <laughs> Uh, sold for $99,997. Why? There is, Why? look, this has been a phenomenon on uh, eBay for its entire existence. Weird food things sell for crazy amounts of money. But I don't understand. They're not like... Potato chips shaped like celebrities, Jesus and a piece of toast, 
all this stuff. Here's my question. What are they doing with it? Are they keeping it? It's a status thing. Because it's how you do you keep it? it? I mean, it eventually goes bad, right? I would assume. <laughs> or, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. There's a lot of things that I spend money on that makes zero sense. But that's like maybe $10. If I was this rich that I could do that, I would buy it and eat it. <laughs> just In to time sh- just to tell people it now took... I'm the only one that will ever own it. <laughs> Your toilet's the only one. Nope, we all get a little bit of a little bit of it because it breaks down into the sewer system, goes out into the world, becomes part of our soil and Yep, that's how the world works. Gross. Next story. <laughs> All right, so this one, yesterday we talked about art uh-huh. and, and bad art uh, that made a ton of money. Well, there's an Italian artist who's selling invisible sculptures, and he has sold one for 15,000, what is this? Euro. Euro. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Uh, Salvatore Garu, a 67-year-old artist from Italy, at a time when the art world, like everybody else, is going through a very difficult time with the pandemic, has achieved a remarkable feat, which should be impossible to do. But he has sold an invisible sculpture for the sum of uh, €15,000. Originally, the price was set between 6000 and 9000 But when he kept receiving more offers from weirdos... The price increased, and he ended up selling it for that higher amount. His sculpture, christened Io Sono, which means I am, is an immaterial sculpture, which in so many words means it does not exist, or that if it did exist, then it only exists in the mind of its creator, which many art skeptics criticizing the artist's curious creation. Garu's response is that he has not sold nothing, but he has sold a vacuum. Um, you remember, I think it was last year, someone sold a banana duct tape to the wall? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is, I didn't think there'd be something dumber. I just don't this understand. This is dumber. I don't. You're buying Air. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But here, listen, listen to how he explains it. When, when I decide to exhibit an immaterial sculpture in a given space, the space will concentrate a certain amount and density of thoughts at a precise point, creating a sculpture that, from my title, will only take the most varied forms. After all, don't we shape a god we've never seen? Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Even if all of that is true, how do you transfer said sculpture? <laughs> From wherever you thought it to the person who then bought it. How do you transfer it? Truthfully, does he have to, like, absorb all the thoughts and then travel to the person's home, stand wherever they want this sculpture to be set, and then have to rethink it there in that space? (laughs) This is a legitimate question. 
Uh, Garu had another one of his invisible sculptures, Aphrodite Pionge, uh, which is Aphrodite Cries, being exhibited in New York, a piece which is another immaterial sculpture that supposedly rests on a circle drawn on the ground, which is the only thing that is visible. And the artist claims that with these works of art, he has started a new, small, authentic revolution. His first invisible sculpture, called Buddha in Contemplation, was placed 25 meters from the entrance of the uh, Galliere d'Italia in Milan's Piazza della Scala. I'm proud of you. In the Intesa San Paolo exhibition grounds, where, among other things, there is a large canvas of Gauro, whatever. Um... How was it placed there? <laughs> I, it's listen. placed twenty-five. It's placed anywhere. Imagine it anywhere for free. <laughs> this is so sad. Into the thick of it. What's even? Stop Into the it. Thick Stop of it. it. Stop it. What's even worse in my mind is the the number of people in the quote-unquote art community, who will take this seriously. It's brilliant. It's dumb. It's brilliant. It's stupid. An invisible sculpture. I must own it. Imagine if it was an invisible sculpture that you couldn't see, and it was really there. Guy could just say, yeah, I put it in the back of your truck. <laughs> and it just keeps selling it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Last one, last one. Oh, wait, no, that was the last one. I can't do any more. That was the last one. Last story for this segment is the main topic of the day. Uh, this comes from Christianity Today, and it is uh, based on some LifeWay research studies that even pastors are pessimistic about the future of denominations. As non-denominational identity grows, evangelical pastors pastors are less likely to consider such affiliations vital today, and few see their importance holding steady over the next 10 years. <clears throat> so... Many, many Protestant denominations are preparing to gather uh, sometime this summer for their national meetings, including uh, the Southern Baptist Church, which is technically the denomination that we belong to. Uh, most pastors you believe... You might belong to it. <laughs> I belong to Jesus. You attend the Southern Baptist Church. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's most funny. pastors believe it is vital for their church to be a part of a denomination, but doubt the importance of those types of ties lasting more than another decade. So essentially, the idea is that in 10 years, there will be less and less churches that go by a denomination. Yeah. Um, whether that still be a connection of some sort, and they just don't call themselves that denomination, which I think we're already seeing in the Baptist church yeah. a lot. Uh, a lot of churches are trying to drop the word Baptist from their name. Uh, even here uh, at, at the church we're recording at Highland, we had a, a sign, or rather letters, on our buildings at Highland Baptist Church. Um, and it had been there for, for, for decades and decades. And many of the letters had gotten cracked in Baptist Church, but Highland was still pretty... Uh, 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 Solid. Yeah, I mean, it just didn't have, it didn't have a lot of breaks in it. So we took down the Baptist church part 
And we have a lot of people confused. Like, are we not calling ourselves a Baptist church anymore? Yeah. Like, no, I had nothing to do with that. We just want to clean up our building a little. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is happening more and more. Um, let's see. Almost eight in 10 Protestant pastors who churches in a denomination or a denomination-like group, uh, which would equate about 78%, say they personally consider it to be vital to be part of a denomination, with 53% agreeing strongly um, instead of it being vital. Uh, but according to the Nashville-based research firm, uh, one in five disagree, uh, and 2% are not, not sure, pardon me. Pastors believe their congregations share their opinion about the denominational ties. A similar percentage, 77, uh, say their congregation believes it's vital for the church to be part of a denomination, though fewer strongly agree, only 44%. Um, while the connections of some denominations are completely voluntary, those, uh, those of others are deeply rooted in their uh, their polity, uh, yet communicating the importance or the benefits of relating to the denomination in a way it cannot be taken for granted. One in five pastors do not see that value today. Uh, let's see. I mean, this is a big article. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. But 63% believe that by 2030, the, the, use of denominations are going to greatly diminish. Uh, I don't think they'll ever be gone totally, especially when we consider like Catholics. Yeah. I, don't, I don't ever think we will lose the Catholic denomination. Uh, but among Protestant denominations, yeah. I do believe that we are going the way of non-denominational in most aspects. So we're going to talk about what that would look like, why that could be a good thing, why it could be a bad thing in the next segment. So stick around for that. Uh, but we are going to take a quick break. Stick around. This week in nerd history... It's a bit dodgy, this process. Nerd history. 16 years after its original series was canceled, Doctor Who was brought back to television in March of 2005, starring Christopher Eccleston as the Ninth Doctor, co-starring Billy Piper as his new companion and eventual love interest, Rose Tyler. This brought back older fans of the show, reintroducing the world of Doctor Who, and also introducing many new fans who were seeing the Doctor for the first time. In this first season, we saw many episodes and moments meant to reintroduce much of the lore around the Doctor from the previous series run. And as a capper to that came the season finale on June 18th, 2005, where we would experience the first new regeneration of the Doctor, the process by which a dying Gallifreyan can continue living by becoming a new person, quite literally. In the final minutes of the episode entitled The Parting of Ways, we saw Eccleston's Doctor morph into the 10th Doctor, played by fan favorite David Tennant. His first line, hello, okay, ooh, new teeth. That's weird. Tennant would hold on to the Doctor role until January 1st of 2010, only returning once more to date in the Day of the Doctor broadcast on November 23rd, 2013, which was the 50th anniversary special episode. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today we're talking about church denominations and how those labels are dropping. And let's just get right back to it. So we talked about in the last segment uh, how denominations seem to be on the way out. Most pastors, pastor, I keep saying pastures. Most pastors. Most pastors <laughs> in, the, uh, in Protestant denominations believe that uh, within 10 years time, the majority usage of denominations will be pretty much on the way out. And we also brought up how we're seeing that a lot right now in the Southern Baptist Church. I don't know if it's common as common in the other denominations, just because I'm not a part of them. Um, but we have been seeing that happen uh, a lot within our... Even, even the denomination itself has been talking about trying to change what it's called from Southern Baptist to something. I think it's free will Baptist or something else. It's something like that. Free will Baptist is a thing. Is it a thing? It's something yeah. else then, but uh, uh, they're trying, they're trying to rename rebrand almost uh, because the word Southern seems to have negative connotations. Um, I, don't, I don't know why, um, <laughs> but that's a whole different topic. Um, but what, what are some negative aspects you think would, uh, would come about of losing the denomination title? Um, like if we all just went by the names of the church without the denomination being a part of it, would that be a, a, a bad thing? Uh, okay. You literally just said that you want me to talk about the negative aspects of it. So you don't want, you want me to just give you the negative aspects or do you want me to give you the rundown on how I feel 100%? Let's go for it. You, you go 100%. Okay. So here's the thing. I grew up in a church that, claimed non-denomination, but definitely leaned more Pentecostal. Okay. Okay. So growing up, non-denomination was something that I was very familiar with. At least I thought. Right. Okay. I also remember growing up thinking, well, I'm not affiliated with a denomination, so I can go to any church and basically expect it to be the same as what I attend every Sunday, which is very much not true. Right. You know, that became very evident when my small group of friends had a Lutheran, a Mormon, a Baptist, and then me as <laughs> leaning more towards Pentecostal, you know? Yeah. Um, I've also always had a really difficult time, even growing up before moving to a Baptist background, understanding the difference of all the Baptist denominations within within the Baptist umbrella, all the different There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've always had a different or a difficult and difficult and hmm. <laughs> difficult time understanding the need for all the difference. There you go, there you go. Does that make Great sense? Great Commission Baptist. That's what they're trying to change their name to. Great Commission Baptist. Sorry. But yes, I understand. Yeah. So I do think that there can be some benefit in that. I think I talked about labels on Monday, you know, how labels can kind of be negative. You yeah. can get a bad taste in your mouth going to one church that's labeled as something, not realizing that it's probably the people in that church, not necessarily because they are such and such denomination. Okay. Um, but without the covering of a denomination 
I think things can get muddied really quick. I think without, without understanding that this is what we, this is kind of our safety net. This is what we believe. This is our standard. This is who we are. There's a lot of room for, okay, well maybe this isn't who we are anymore. Maybe this isn't Mm. what we believe. Does that, are you following? On top of that, I never grew up with a convention. And so it wasn't until I started leading BBS here at the church we record in that I learned about the convention. And I was like, what? There's resources that are essentially free for us to use. And there's things that are just waiting, you know, Mm -hmm. which to me is brilliant. Yeah. That's something that the church I grew up in didn't have. They were their own church. They weren't a part of any sort of group or convention or denomination. They didn't have something that they kind of fell under that carried them under their wing, if you will. You know, they didn't have something to lean off of to help carry them when things were tough or do you? Yeah. So (laughs) to tie it all up with a pretty bow, I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) I definitely think it could be more negative than positive. I really do. I think from a business perspective and let's be clear, the church runs as a business. It has esque, yeah. A bank account and you know what I mean? Yeah. It in a lot of ways there has to be a business There's side business to a church. To it. Yes, yeah, yeah. It has to. In order to continue running. Right. Especially if you have a building. Right. And um, staff that yes. need to be paid. Yes. <laughs> but I, it could bring in more people if it doesn't have a label. See, I like what you said about how, yeah, with with that, if, if someone goes to a Baptist church, they have a very negative experience. They might automatically wipe all Baptist churches then mm-hmm. out of their possibility of ever, you know, visiting mm-hmm. in the future. And if we didn't have those labels specifically, then it would be a little more difficult, I guess, for them to paint with a broad brush mm-hmm. and wipe people off without giving a chance. I think it's very possible that we can have churches that drop the the denomination from their name and yet still be a part of the convention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you have, you're going to have members come in who have no idea because they're not going to read the mission statement. They're not going to read well, the I history of the church. I, I think I might disagree with you a little bit there because most, most churches now on their websites uh, put a what we believe section and have a very detailed list of what they believe about the main things of faith. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most people, at least who are genuinely seeking a specific set of beliefs do read those. Yeah. I just see, I think that it could open doors for a lot of debate, a lot of unnecessary debate by removing that label. It then being, Oh, the, one of those lovely church meetings. <laughs> um, why don't we believe this or why don't we do this or why don't we, you know what I mean? Why don't we have a a group for this? And then it be, well, because this is what we believe. We fall under this umbrella. We believe a little more of this denomination. And then it being, well, then why isn't that in your name? 
are you trying to hide something? Are you, you know, it, I think, I think the only way to combat that would be to almost like require a new member class. Yeah. Uh, to just make sure you're aware of what this church believes. Right. And then on top of that, only allowing members to be a part of those meetings. Yeah. You know, which is hard. Or if you're going to attend the meeting and there's something that needs to be voted on, only members can vote. Not right. And I think that's, I think that's pretty standard actually in churches that only members are allowed to vote in church business. But still, I do see your point for sure. Uh, it, It definitely would. If we go that direction, it definitely would be a, a, Learning experience, because we would have to learn to do things differently uh, in order to still accomplish the same kind of goals. Yeah. Um, One thing that we brought up uh, several shows ago, we talked about the Josh Duggar controversy. Yeah. And in part of that discussion, we had talked about the controversy that's come up in the Southern Baptist Church. Um, They're having their, their convention... It might be this week. I don't know. It's soon. They're having their convention soon. Mm-hmm. And it is this week. Yeah, there there are people that are that are, you know, posting letters online that they've sent in, and 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 we've read we've read one of those a twenty four page, long letter, about how these things are a very real problem. The the these sexual scandals mm-hmm. are a very real problem, and. Even though they've been addressed, even though they've been brought up, uh, and I think initially it was that Houston Chronicle article that brought brought them to light. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still seem to be there. Still seems to be a a large contingent of leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention that is intent on trying to minimize it and kind of sweep it under the rug a little, make it out to be not as big a deal as as uh, as I think. Now the the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. Not one of those people uh, is actively trying to get something done about it, trying to um, provide uh, easier ways to like report these things, to uh, keep churches in check, background checks, all this kind of stuff, try and make it work better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pushback is pushback politics sneaks its way into everything. And so because of this, we have been seeing a lot of churches dropping the Southern Baptist name. Still might be following the the faith and message, you know, the right. Baptist faith and message, which is essentially what we believe, but no longer falling under that label or even leaving the convention altogether. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think it's the nature of conventions like this or any big kind of uh, body like this, that, that, you know, committee of some kind, that it's eventually going to go that direction, the larger yeah. it gets. Yeah. And eventually the people who work more selfishly are going to outweigh those who work more genuinely. Mm-hmm. And as much as I don't like the idea of the convention having to scale back or churches having to fall out. I feel like that might be necessary, at least when it comes to leadership. And I think this might be that wake up call as more and more churches start leaving the denomination because stuff is not being done the way it should be done for these, these 
necessary discussions that need to be had that yeah. aren't being had. I think that might be a wake up call. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're, we're focusing mainly on Southern Baptist just because that's what we have most connection to. But I know these kind of things are happening in all denominations. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, the Catholic scandals have been uh, a big deal for decades now um, and still come to light uh, occasionally. Uh, <sighs> one of the hardest things uh, to realize, I guess, when you've grown up in church and, and when you've uh, been a Christian for a while is there's still a lot of... A scummy, messed up people yeah. in the churches that are going to do scummy, messed up, terrible things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's easy to, to be an outside observer and, you know, someone who doesn't go to church, someone who's not a believer. And again, see these kind of things and paint that with a broad brush. Mm-hmm. And so I would see how if you weren't a believer, but you were interested in, in church, finding a church that was non-denominational or didn't have a tie to a specific denomination where all the scandal seems to fall under, you might be more likely to go there and give it a try. Yeah. Uh, Of course, we do have non-denominational churches. And like you said, they are actually varied. (laughs) Very varied. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We have a few in our town that have leaned more in the Baptist vein. Some lean in the weird prosperity gospel vein. In the, some ways, yeah. Uh, not always. It's weird. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's where I feel like it can get really muddied. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you can have, and very recently, I have been in discussions where people have tried convincing me that at least one of the churches that leans very much prosperity gospel is Baptist. That's ba- it's a Baptist church. Mm. And having to explain, no, it's not, you know, well, but they, they just claim non-denominational. Oh, okay. Nah. nah. You know, it, nah. yeah. <laughs> not even close. But when you have, <laughs> and I mean, we even have it as far as Arminian and Calvinism go, you know, when you have four points and it, they all line up they line up with two or three of those four points, the argument becomes, well, they lean more towards this. <laughs> okay, but it's that one point. That's a big point. <laughs> if you don't have that, you don't have the other ones fully. Yeah. Um, so it just, to me, it just, it, <laughs> I think it can be really bad. Are you a Calvinist, Mo? <laughs> I don't have to prove anything to you. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mutt. I'm a mixture. You want to know what I am? Yeah. I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm a believer and a follower. And that's all that I really need to know. That's true. That makes me think you're not a Calvinist. <laughs> <laughs> that's Burn. Fair. Burn on Calvinists. I'm kidding. Hey, um, wow. Careful. I'm kidding. Take it back. I'm, I take it back. Oh. We're all God's children. Golly. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It's, it, it is a new world. You know, there's, 
everything's a little bit different, a lot more online. There's new we, way, we's, no okay. new ways of seeking out church. Uh, but I mean, it, a new we isn't an order. We. So <laughs> no, maybe just, it will have a church function. I just don't, I just, <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what church will look like if the majority of churches take off the denomination label. I mean, let's be clear. When the time comes and we're in heaven, there's not going to be separate heavens for each denomination. There's not? No. There's not. <laughs> so if we can all learn to worship together now, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think it's, it's going to happen. It's going to muddy the waters. You're we're absolutely all sure. A little too human. Right about that. We're all a little too human for yeah. peace. So uh, if you, you if you like your denomination, uh, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no telling what it's going to look like in 10 years. All right. I got a bad joke for you, Mo, before oh, we close out the segment. I thought this whole segment was a bad joke. <laughs> Are you ready? You ready? I guess so. I just found out that I was colorblind, that the news came right out of the purple. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, and no one laughed. Uh, I laughed. And uh, no one laughed. <laughs> take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to share something that we love. More Backroom Morning Show to come. Stick around. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share something that we love this week. Uh, mine is actually an Amazon find. It's called Hotel Spa Curves Luxury Soap Shampoo and Conditioner Dispenser. Ugh. Okay. So it is this adhesive three container dispenser that you put your soap your body wash, your shampoo, and your conditioner in each one, and then they stick to your shower wall. And you press the little button to get it to dis to dispense, okay? I purchased these for our camper. Ah. Mm -hmm. And put them in the, the camper shower. It's brilliant. Don't it, have to worry about bringing bottles with you. Yes. They're mm. already there. And in a already small shower with limited storage, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So it probably is my favorite thing that I've purchased for our camper <laughs> at all, ever. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, my thing is eating at restaurants with family. Uh, I've gotten to do that four times now in the last uh, month and a half. It's been great. I really missed it. Yeah. Really missed it. We went to, uh, we went to, te the first one was in Texas. Um, we had gone to Wonderland Park in Amarillo t with our kids to celebrate their Awana accomplishments this year. 
And uh, we went to the steakhouse that does the 27 ouncer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, 72 ouncer. I got my numbers backwards. Mm-hmm. 72 ouncer. Everybody said challenge. 27 ouncer. Jeez. And then you said, I'm sorry, 72. 72. What? It's the size of a bicycle seat. It's like a, the, the for the fat people kind, like the big ones. It's still a cow. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, we went there and we've never been there before. Uh, I've seen it on, uh, uh, well, I mean, I pass it a billion times and you see the billboards all over our area, but, uh, I've seen it on man versus food. That was mm-hmm. the very first episode of man versus food. That was his first challenge. Really? Uh-huh. And he beat it. Uh-huh. That's it. But, uh, <laughs> so we went there and it was like an hour wait and we're like, it's now or never. So we waited, we went to their gift shop took forever it was fun but we sat down the the tables are like super close together like our table and the table of the family next to us had three inches of space what like we could have just been talking to them uh and then well that's not covid compliant well it was in texas though yeah and between the things right up next to each other all the way the whole room and it was completely full just tons and tons and tons of people all enjoying life and eating meal together and having a blast. And it was fun as all heck. And there was even a guy attempting to do the thing while we were there. And, we and saw you can him all go. basically see it because you're all so close together. Yeah, so. well, they, they elevate them. Oh, They're on like a right, little platform right, with right. their table, too. And then they have like cameras, too. With screens that show it. Okay, so they not only have to eat the steak, but they have to eat the sides, steak, right? A baked potato, a side salad, a shrimp cocktail, and a roll. They have to eat all of that in an hour. I think I could do it. You might. I might be able to do it. I'm not going to try. <laughs> I think but I they do, do broadcast it. it. They broadcast it on YouTube whenever they're doing it. They have their own channel. They go live, broadcast it on YouTube. Uh, and so we were there, and I like went into the LTN Discord, and I was talking uh, talking about it. And I had a whole group of people watching along and cheering him on. It was what? Really, <laughs> it was That's really cool. Neat. So it was fun. He didn't make it though. And he was, it was so sad. <laughs> he was so sad by the end. He was doing really good. And he literally, he had all the sides done. He had most of the steak done. He had steak maybe the size of a palm of your hand left. And he just couldn't put it in. He sat there with that, that on his plate for like 10 minutes, just pounding the fork into his forehead. He just couldn't Trying eat to anymore. Make room. <laughs> Trying to make room. He was seeing meat in the back of his eyeballs. <laughs> but it was a blast. It was just a blast going there. We've eaten in our, our local Mexican place a couple times since then. I just, oh, I missed it so much. I missed it so much. Mm-hmm. COVID sucked. It did. I'm so glad it's on the way out now. For mm-hmm. reals. For reals. For reals. <laughs> Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is John 15, 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. That is going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com 
slash partner, and you can find LTN Radio in the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. As always, make sure you're following us on the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And you can also find us hanging out at Love Thy Nerd community, oy, at the Love Thy Nerd community <laughs> Facebook group, and at lovethynerd.com slash discord. I haven't updated that on this script. Uh, you can also join us on our own Discord channel, Back Row Buds. Go to backrowdiscord.com and you can be a part of the show. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. Join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind as Matt and I bring you a classic episode of our morning show. Mo, final thoughts. I am non-denominational. <laughs> Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.